I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You're listening to the May edition of the Pediatric Research Podcast with me, Charlotte Stoddart. This month, I'm joined by François Marchal and Jean-Michel Asquet from Lorraine University in Nancy, France. They recently teamed up to see how school children who were born extremely prematurely cope with exercise. In August 1963, the US president's son, Patrick Kennedy, was born five and a half weeks early and weighing just four pounds ten and a half, or just over two kilograms. He died after two days. Today, we're able to save babies born half his weight. This shows how far neonatal care has come in the 50 years since Patrick Kennedy's birth. But there are big gaps. For example, we don't know enough about how prematurely born children develop and what specialist care they might need as they grow up. That's why Jean-Michel decided to follow his cohort of prematurely born children long term. When they reached the age of seven, physiologist Francois decided to test their response to exercise. We, we have been interested for a long time in the, the airway responses to, to exercise in, uh, in different situations. And, uh, and I was interested to see how this kid would uh, manage when uh, challenged with exercise. Because we know a lot about uh, airway responsiveness by histamine or metacholine in these kids but not the, uh, the response to exercise. Can I just check? You mentioned metacholine and histamine there. Yes, Th- yes. Those are drugs, are they? Yes, they are drugs that are used uh, routinely for challenge. You know, in asthmatics, it is a, a good way to show that the, the subject has a airway hyper-responsiveness. But people haven't specifically looked um, at exercise before. That's right. There has been a few studies, but not, you know, in the control conditions. So how did you design your study? So we, we used the, the uh, recommended protocol where you have the child uh, run for six or eight minutes on a treadmill and uh, you measure the lung function before and after the exercise, five and 15 minutes after the exercise. And you look whether the spirometry or the respiratory impedance, or both, are decreased by the, by the exercise, which would indicate uh, airway constriction. Jean-Michel, you know the um, prematurely born children very well. Do any of these children have breathing problems normally when they're not exercising? Now, what was interesting with these children, at the time of the study, they were considered healthy also. 
and we have been following the, these children from birth uh, every year and uh, initially the cohort was designed to uh, try to improve uh, the respiratory status of these infants, some of them having an hypoxic respiratory failure, other didn't have some. And so when we studied these infants that were born before 32 weeks gestation, uh, we decided to look at them on a long-term basis. Francois, what happened then when these children started running on the treadmill? Were there really significant differences between the prematurely born children and um, the children who were born at term? Yes, yes, in terms of, of uh, lung function response. Most of them achieved, you know, the, the six or eight minute run without a problem. One child had to, to receive uh, uh, salbutamol, you know, uh, by inhalation after the exercise because he had a, a marked reaction. But the other did uh, relatively well, but they had significantly uh, larger decrease in uh, FEV1, forced expiratory volume in one second, which is the, the, uh, the end point to, to this kind of, of test uh, than the controls. Are these symptoms that they were showing different from asthma? The interesting thing is that they are different from asthmatic uh, children. The, the conventional uh, asthma, asthmatic child, has atopy. And the type of, of uh, inflammatory cells that you find in the airways of uh, asthmatic children with atopy is uh, eosinophil, right? The, uh, the premature children do not appear to have uh, eosinophilic inflammation. It, it could be neutrophilic inflammation. And um, the, the neutrophilic asthma appears to, to induce less severe uh, reaction than the hyperosophilic one. Is it nevertheless a significant problem for these prematurely born children? Yes, I, I think this is... Jean-Michel could uh, give you one on that. Uh, yeah, you know, when, when we ask them, uh, uh, are, are you participating in sports? They often say, oh, yes. Uh, what are you playing? And it's very answer, well, we're playing soccer. And uh, where, where are you playing soccer? Well, I, I'm playing substitutes. <laughs> and, uh, but when you ask really what, what they are doing, they are not doing exercise because they know they have a limitation in exercise for these children. Can we trace this back then to when they were born prematurely and problems they experienced then? That was one point very interesting in this study. When you take into account prematurity, the other parameters, chronic lung disease or whatever happened before, uh, have minor or marginal effect. And the only fact that these children were born prematurely uh, explain uh, the, the the problem they have at seven years of age, and that's uh, that, that's something very important for us because we have to take into account all premature infants and not only one specific group that could have uh, transient uh, lung disease at the time of a neonatal period. So that means that um, whether or not the mother was smoking or whether or not the um, baby had a particular lung problem when they were born. None of that really matters. Uh, we, we could not uh, find an effect for smoking, but it doesn't mean that it is not there. But I think it, is, it may be less important than prematurity by itself. Uh, severe lung disease uh, is associated with decreased lung function, like, you know, bronchopulmonary dysplasia. But it was not found a factor to A response to exercise in our study. 
Francois, you make a very interesting comparison in your paper between the um, airway injuries that we see in extremely premature babies and late onset asthma in athletes. Can you just explain that? Yeah, I think that uh, in, in uh, athletes, uh, it, it is uh, currently well known that there are two, two types of asthma. One is asthma, uh, asthma first. I mean, these athletes are atopic from, uh, and uh, asthmatic from childhood, and they go on uh, with asthma when they are exercising. And the other type is believed to, to be triggered by uh, heavy exercise. When you have a very large increase in ventilation, you know, like they do in... Uh, uh, Finland or, you know, when they are exercising for long periods in very cold and very dry air. And it is believed that this is what they call barotrauma, uh, I mean uh, airway trauma, related to a change, a sudden change in, uh, in the uh, humidity and temperature of the airway. And this is believed to trigger the, the neutrophilic asthma. It may be a very crude uh, interpretation, but Imagine this, uh, when the premature babies the, that is born at 28 week gestation, then the airways are exposed to, to relatively dry uh, and cool condition because in utero, is the, they would be, the airways would be f filled with uh, uh, fluids at the body temperature. You mentioned that um, it seems that all prematurely born children are prone to these difficulties when exercising. Is there anything that we can do to help them? I don't know, the, the, because this type of asthma is known to be less responsive to steroids. You know, the conventional treatment of uh, atopic asthma is uh, inhaled steroids. But th there are the strategies that are developed now to, uh, to prevent uh, asthma by uh, rehabilitation, exercise uh, training program. And this has been shown to improve the lung function and also to decrease the airway response to exercise as well. Jean-Michel, from your experience as a neonatologist, is there anything that we can do at the point when these babies are born prematurely which could prevent these problems in later life? Uh, at this time, we have one, uh, s several trials actually has, has been done with nitric oxide, as you may be aware of, and uh, we need to remember that nitric oxide is also a growth factor. So uh, few studies have been done on long-term evol evolution of these infants. So we, we speculate and we have an ongoing study that uh, uh, is going to, to try to answer that question that maybe nitric oxide uh, on, on baby presenting with hypoxemic respiratory failure, of course, in the, in the neonatal period, may help to uh, the development of uh, the lung later on, but he, this is pure speculation and it has to be checked. Um, to go on with the idea of what we can do to help these children, um, it's speculation, but it looks like we have a mismatch between the lung uh, capacity and uh, the capacity to respond to the, to the infant's requirements. So by training we sort of uh, improving the lung capacity to, to, to answer the, the children's requirements, a little bit like uh, athlete training. My thanks to Jean-Michel Asquet and Francois Marchal. Their article, Exercise-Induced Bronchoconstriction in School-Aged Children Born Extremely Preterm, is in the April issue of Pediatric Research and online at nature.com forward slash PR. Until next time, goodbye from me, Charlotte Stoddart, and thanks for listening.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.